Professional, your weekly global podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 198, and welcome back to my front porch. Well, I tell you what, went out here this morning already to do a podcast, was really excited. Uh, my wife needed something, Patty, my wife needed something, some help, and so I went and helped her for just a little bit, and then came outside to record the episode, and it's raining, raining outside. Now, my new front porch doesn't have a roof over top of it, it's just open, and so it uh, was all geared up already, and so I couldn't record it this morning. So, it is, uh, it is nighttime here, and it's actually really beautiful. It's like 75 degrees right now. It's humid because it rained today, but it is actually very, very nice uh, for a Phoenix summer. So, anyway, hope you're doing good wherever you are, uh, whatever time of day it is. I don't know if you're getting ready in the morning, if you're driving to work, if you're going for a walk, uh, or if you're just in the car going for a drive. I hope you're doing really, really good, and I hope you've been able to kind of calm down and receive all that the Lord wants to reveal to you today. Um, I know a lot of times it feels like, you know, I I get kind of uh, exhausted um, by things that I feel like are inauthentic. Uh, inauthentic. <laughs> inauthentic. <laughs> wow, man, I struggle with that one right there. Um, I struggle with that, you know, and I think when I say things like that on a pretty regular basis on this podcast, it may become like, oh, man, is this guy just saying this to say this? No, I'm, I'm saying it because I really do believe it's a part of the awakening. The awakening that happens in your soul and your mind, um, and, and it helps you stay in tune with what the, the Lord really does want to communicate. Like he's always speaking, he's always communicating, but are we listening? Have we slowed down enough to really, like, really pay attention to all that's going on around us? And I think a lot of times we haven't. I just think we're really busy. Our eyes are focused on all the wrong things uh, many times. I think our hurts and our pains from our past, we don't really deal with them. And so those impact how we do our days and how we view life and everything else. And so, you know, I think the encouragement is uh, slow down a bit, you know, really start to slow down and observe the small things because in there, God's got something to really reveal to you. You know, I was talking to someone today and, and letting them know what you focus on is what you will follow right it's your your life will lead your heart that's why in the pat in the podcast that we did a few weeks or a few days ago like proverbs 4 23 guard your heart because it affects everything you do like it will lead you so what you focus on you will follow and so you know if you wake up in the morning you're stressed out of your mind you're like overwhelmed like you're gonna that's your day that's what it's gonna look like but so i think the i think the thing i'm trying to say is like what if you change it up what if you mix it up a little bit and, and maybe God would do something that would surprise you? So anyway, um, hey, for those of you who continue to listen, thank you. Just appreciate it. I really, really do. It's been so cool. Uh, over almost two years, I'm moving up on almost on, two, uh, almost on two years of doing the podcast. And many of you have listened from the very beginning. So thank you so much. Um, and then uh, just a reminder, you can donate on patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. Uh, we got a new donor this week, and I really appreciate that. And then uh, you can also get the front porch devotional on Amazon. So if you're if you'd like to take what you're kind of learning in the podcast and kind of find a printed version of it, uh, not word for word, it's a kind of a more condensed version with a journal. Go check that out. Ten bucks on Amazon. It it does help support um, 
this work that I continue to do and I really do love to do. Okay, our passage for today, Matthew 16, 23. But he turned, Jesus, and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but you are setting, uh, but on the things of man. I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Uh, I have a memory. I have a lot of really great memories of my father. I have a memory that sticks in my brain that was a really difficult one. Um, I was going through a, a, a period of time in my life where I'm trying to figure out life. I think I was, gosh, I think I was 19 years old, just trying to figure it out. And he was really, really frustrated with me. And I remember us going for a walk in the new development but that was behind our house. They were, re, they were building all these houses. And so he and I went for a walk, and he was explaining his point of view. And, and I just wasn't understanding it. And he looked at me and said, you're an idiot. Like he said, you're an idiot. You're an idiot if you do that. You're an idiot. And, you know, it's it's weird how those kind of words stick with you. Now, the multitude of, of times he told me he loved me far outweighed this one moment of him calling me an idiot. But that really stuck with me. It was kind of one of those landmark things in my memory um, with my dad, like really getting frustrated and really calling me out. And, you know, he wasn't one to ever call names. Um, but that was one of those moments where he was trying to wake me up. He was trying to get my attention about something that he was trying to get his point across. And I just, I wasn't listening. And, um, and I, I think in this moment, as we, we hear this passage from Jesus to Peter, it has, it, it feels a bit like that. Jesus is trying to get Peter's Oh, he's trying to wake Peter up, right? Trying to help him to wake up. And I find it interesting how how we think about Jesus. You know, many of us see him as this pacifist. Like he's walking through the villages. He's throwing up a peace sign. And he's just loving people, right? He's just That's his deal, man. He's just loving people, throwing a peace sign. You know, other other people, you know, they, they see him as a stern fatherly figure who is constantly frustrated with his kids. He's re- rebuking them and throwing up his arms in frustration and then walking away. Gosh, you guys never get it. And uh, I really think we struggle to see him for who the scriptures explain, it, it basically explain that he is, that he is the Messiah, the son of the living God. And he has established his kingdom not through some political insurrection, right? Power and force, but through death. You know, and what seems like, you know, as we read the scriptures, what seems like he's losing, you know, Jesus is dying, you know, so that we can have life and life to the full, is actually, he's actually winning. All that we can conjure up in our minuscule minds, our human intellect, right? Jesus is going to challenge. He's going to challenge that way that we perceive him, the way that we perceive life. He's going to challenge that because he loves us. And he's, he's going to challenge your perception of him because he loves you. And he wants you to deal with what's really, really going on in, inside of you. And now, now I can tell you, um, I know I can tell you all these things to help you understand what's really happening in this passage, right? Like I can make a lot of different assumptions, but Jesus has, has done all these kingdom 
on earth miracles, right? Like this is what's happening in this passage. I don't have to go a ton more, but what you can see as you've kind of, been, if you go through the gospels and what you find is that Jesus has done all these kingdom of heaven uh, miracles on earth, healing and feeding people. But those closest to him still struggle to believe that he is the Messiah. They, they, they can't truly get their heads around that, right? They can't truly understand that. And he challenges them about their faith. So awesome. So often then Peter in the kind of the, this linchpin proclamation says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and, and we start, um, and we, we start to believe that they get it. Like we're thinking, oh my gosh, they get it. They're, they're understanding it, but, but, but they don't. Because right after this, Jesus talks about his death and his resurrection about who he is and what will happen next. And Peter rejects it. So quickly, Peter rejects rejects it, therefore really rejecting the Messiah, rejecting Jesus. And so Jesus, he, he just proclaims in one moment, you're, 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 you're Lord, the son of the living God. And then in the next moment, he's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it is, Jesus. Like, the Messiah doesn't do that. Like, that's not what, the Messiah's not going to die. He's not going to rise again. He's not going to do any of those things. And as a result of that, he's rejecting who Jesus really is. Now, if we're not careful, we start thinking about Peter, like, what an idiot, right? What an idiot. Like, if I was walking with Jesus and seeing all of his miraculous deeds you know, I would never say that, right? I would never say that. I would never say that to Jesus. And I think you would. And I think I would too. And in, in Peter's world and as well as ours, being on a winning, powerful, pro, uh, profitable team, it matters. That's why everyone's freaked out when their political party whether they won or they lost. That's why everyone's kind of freaking out. That's why it matters to us. That's what's being exposed. It's it's why we kill each other uh, on any kind of inconvenience that might impact that. It's why we worry about the future because we still haven't dealt with the fact that Jesus is the king and that the kingdom of God is here. Anything else is a distraction from the evil one. And Jesus the king says, get behind me, Satan. Not get behind me, Peter. Get behind me, Satan. Or you can place your, your name there, right? Get behind Jeff. Get behind, not get behind Jeff. Get behind Satan. That's what he's trying to say. You know, it's Satan who's distracting us from seeing Jesus and living as a kingdom citizen. Like Satan wants to keep you so focused on earth that you will never see or experience the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God now. Satan is going to continue to convince us that our human intuition is more important than divine revelation. And Jesus said, that's a hindrance. It's a hindrance. And it will not be a part of my kingdom come and will be done. So what do we do? What do we do? When is the last time you ask God what he wants you to see and to do in his kingdom? When, when, oh, when, oh, when, oh, when? When will we stop asking God to bless our efforts in his kingdom and reveal his will for 
our lives, right? Why, why won't we just go, what do you want? What do you want from me? I know this seems strong, but we have, we have, have to figure this out. But we have to experience what it is that Jesus is trying to explain to us that we keep wanting our own kingdom to advance and instead of participating in the kingdom of God. And, and if we're not careful, we are being fully tempted, fully tempted by the evil one and being manipulated to take our eyes off of Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. This is the problem. This is what's going on with Peter. And this is what's going on with so many of us. We're distracted. Our eyes aren't focused on Jesus. They're focused on what we want Jesus to be for us. Our perception of him. And Jesus says, get behind me. It's, it's, Satan is tempting you. He's causing you to believe in a lie and you're listening. And you're not leaning into what I am and what I'm doing because it comes against what you believe is human logic. You know, like Jesus is saying, you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And who does that? Who's going to point you in that direction? Satan is. He's going to do that because he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy everyone you love. And he wants to destroy and conjure up a vision of a kingdom that is not the kingdom of God. It is the kingdom of this earth. And we have to die to that. We really have to die to that. So... I think what we've got to work through is this, is what we do with Jesus will impact how we live this life. What you do with Jesus, how you perceive Jesus will impact how you live this life. It really, really will. And so the question is this, where are you distracted in your own kingdom today instead of focusing on the kingdom that God has that has has established right here and right now and, and, and repent turn to the Lord you're distracted by the evil one and maybe like Jesus you need to point your finger and go no 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 get behind me no 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 I know who my king is I know who my lord is get behind me satan father god we need your help we need your discernment we need your love. We, we, we know you give it to us and we need to experience and feel it and live into it so that, God, that we can experience all that your kingdom has for us. And we want to do this for your glory and your honor, but would you help us lead a spirit of God into your truth for your glory? So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe 